0: The big challenge is this, how are investors like us, who are not backed by a billion dollar hedge fund, who are investing money from our own pockets, how do we buy, sell, and invest in the properties we believe in, yet still make a profit without risking all of our own money? That is the challenge. In this podcast, we'll give you the answers. My name is Nate Armstrong, and welcome to The Social Media Blueprint. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the Social Media Blueprint Podcast. Today, we are going to take a deep dive into how estimating your rehab estimates, how getting better at them will lead to more deals, deals that other investors don't even know how to touch because they have no idea how to estimate. And you're going to hear a story today from Eric Cooper, who is a successful real estate investor that has figured out How to do the rehab estimates, and he's going to tell you how he how his journey has led him to yet another deal in a very ethical way, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about how also how he helped a seller out of a tight situation. So let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, my friends, welcome back. We've got a special episode today. We've got Eric and his wife Lily that are joining us today, and um, as you guys know, the only people that we interview for this broadcast are the people that are doing this business with heart. They're doing it in a service basis. They're helping other people first. Yes, all real estate investors do want to make some kind of profit so that they can continue to do this business. But what we've realized is that the folks that do this from a service standpoint first are the folks that do this the best. And um, Eric and his wife, Lily, they just got done helping a seller put together a deal. And I want to bring them on. I want you to hear the story. I want you to understand how they put this together, and how it might work for you in your future too. Eric, Lily, welcome. Pleasure to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, Nate. Yeah. So, so you guys have been in this real estate game for a little bit here. I know that, Eric, you've taken some, some different trainings and whatnot uh, from a mutual friend of ours, Lou, and now you're in, you're, in, you're in this program with us. But what I really want to know about today is the seller that you and Lily are helping. I got to hear kind of just a high-level version of it, but I'd love to know from your standpoint, could you tell us what happened and how you're helping a seller? Yes. Basically, the the seller is uh,
1: two daughters. Their mother passed away. They both live out of state. And so they've been trying to sell their deceased mom's property for a while. It's in an estate. They're really struggling with it. They've had it on the market for a long time, maybe like eight months, and they're just not able to liquidate the property. And so we went in there and we took a look at it, and we basically, you know, saw the reason why. And so we went; it needs pretty significant work. So it needs foundation, it needs roof, all new flooring. So it's a pretty substantial remodel
0: that's what, required. What were you thinking when you when you took a look at that rehab? <laughs> were you still excited about helping the seller? <laughs> I was. The pictures always look
1: great, but whenever you walk through it then you realize, oh, the floor's not leveled. Oh, there's a three inch drop between the living room and the kitchen. That, that That's not normal. <laughs> I didn't see that in the picture, <clears throat> but um, I actually went up, got up on the roof and uh, went and looked at it and the shingle had deteriorated and, and I saw some water damage in the sheet rock. And so they gave me inkling of it, but the pictures don't tell the whole story. So when I looked at that, I basically walked through and looked at it and we had an initial budget from the pictures and it changed a little bit after the walkthrough, but not very much. And so the way we are able to help the seller out is most people that had gone in there, they wanted a huge discount, which didn't really meet their needs. You know, at the same time, the seller's out of state, it's hard for them to coordinate contractors to take on all the repairs and everything else. And so what we're able to do is make them a reasonable offer. We got a lot of experience doing construction and remodels. And, and actually, after I looked at it, I said, "Well, it's only foundation of roof, a drywall, paint, flooring. It, it's so, only, it's only foundation roof. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not that bad." But we've taken on larger projects, so our our average remodel um, ranges between thirty and two hundred thousand dollars. And so wow. we've done some significant ones, but it's not uncommon for us to pull twelve or fourteen permits. So I'm actually registered as a developer and con- general contractor in six counties around Houston. And so I've tackled this type of work for several years and um, kind of grew up around real estate. My parents have rental properties, but there's a right way and a wrong way. And I-, I won't say they're wrong, but they had some room for improvement on the way that they manage their rental properties. But um, yeah, I-, I grew up with them and I think they had me on the roof when I was about eight years old putting on a first shingle roof with a nail apron and a hammer and uh, we don't do it that way these days we we shoot about 10,000 nails
0: in a day and we roll out there with a crew we'll strip it off and remove the whole thing in a day so much boom yeah big difference compared to I remember helping my parents with their roof uh, on their cabin and we didn't have fancy tools or anything and that was a lot of manual stuff but now you watch these crews that they can literally do it in a day. They can tear off the whole roof and put on a brand new one in a day. So, tell me more about the sellers on this one. So, they had a little bit of a situation, obviously, that you stepped in to solve. What's happened since then? Since then,
1: they basically knew it needed more more work. And, and after we went through and did the walkthrough, we said yes, it needs more than what's shown on the pictures. And they had a lot of bad experiences prior. People will go look at it make them an offer, then they cut the offer in half, right? And so they, they just were really hurting and kind of, you know, the emotional turmoil It's mom's house it's on the market so long, they can't get rid of it. And so what we are able to do is go in there and look at it. We made a small adjustment on our offer. We had a budget in there, but we didn't come back and cut our offer. And so we are able to help them out, kind of meet their needs and get them you know, more money than they could have gotten from anybody else. And, and it's basically because our experience and, and our know how, kind of our volume of work that we do, we're able to benefit them and then give them a solution. So we're actually, um, from the time we put it under contract to closing, is only 21 days. So 20, it's eight, three weeks. So, um, wow, 21 days. Okay. 21 days, that's our walkthrough inspection, everything else. And so we will, we'll have that house, uh, closed before the end of the month. And then, you know, it's, it's eight or nine months of agony for them. And then the squabbling, you know, between the siblings, all that gets put to an end. So we give them a solution. It, it's, it's a good solution and we're able to
0: help them out and, and kind of take that problem off their hands and
1: solve their issues.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you were really fair with them. You gave them an offer that probably other people couldn't do because you understood the renovation that it needed and you're just a fair guy. Fair guy and you got a a fair wife too as your business partner. A lot of people, they get into this business and they think like, oh, I got to undercut everybody. I got to lowball, lowball, lowball to try to get deals and make money. But that you and I both know that's not what sellers are going to respond to. You got to be fair. I know in, in the process that we do, we even open book. Sometimes we'll share numbers with the seller. And I'm sure on this one, you could have easily done that. Have you heard anything else from the siblings or anybody else since this whole thing's come together? Have they sent any feedback your way yet? No, they're happy. Yeah, they're happy. And um,
1: so they're just, uh, I guess, just nervous with the closing date fast approaching. So I think we're less than two weeks away, 11 days away, but we're, yeah, we haven't heard back from other than Joy and they're, you know, nervous and making sure you're not going to back out. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. You know, we we shared our numbers with them. We've got some of the work, you know, we'll do some, we'll have others do. So got our major contractor bids already, Um, got our contracts in place. So we'll start the day after closing. So we'll, we'll roll in there pretty quick and, and get the house and, in good livable condition. And actually we've already been working on um, people interested because it's a nice neighborhood, nice people. The house just needs a little bit of love.
0: Yeah. Need a little bit of love on the, the remodel and a little bit of sensitivity on the offer, like really taking care of the seller on that one. Thank you. I feel blessed that I get an opportunity to work with you and Lily. I really enjoy working with people that do this business the right way, that they take care of people and They're fair and they're good in the community. Like, I feel honored that I get to work with you. How did we end up coming together to work? I know that it was Lou, but what made you choose working with us on this to help generate leads and whatnot? Oh, working with you guys?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: basically,
1: kind of weird. I I didn't realize I had a high emotional IQ, but uh, I was told by one of our our executives in my day job that had a high emotional IQ. And what is that? He said, your ability to set people and and look through the window and see their soul. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, I never knew I had that. He said, you do, even if you don't know you have it. And so after I met you and talked to you, believe it or not, you know, I know we all have our our layers of onion around us and our shields, but having that ability to see through your soul, I knew you were a good person. And so I believe in what you did, Came highly recommended. And that was basically first impression. And so that that was our starting point for working with you and the team, and it's only gotten better. You know that you know helping people from the heart, doing the right thing. You know we we operate our day by day business. We squeak out a little bit of profit, but we're not trying to make make a killing on all of our transactions. So I think it's the ability the win win helping people out, making you know a small reasonable profit, and then putting those two things together. But I mean, you guys are the experts on. On social media and marketing, I mean, I was lethargic. I have to confess before, I'd probably get on Facebook about once a year. i a 400 <laughs> people I went to uh, high school with. Some of the stay-at-home moms would, would post 900 to 1,000 posts a week. So my once a year I'd get on there, I'd be overwhelmed. i go, oh my gosh, I see why I'm not on here, but once a year I can't keep up, right? They just post so often that I would quickly catch up and, and I didn't really know how to use you know, all the tools and social media, but I see it as ever increasing in our day-to-day lives. So I thought, well, I need to get up to speed. So instead of trying to figure out all this on my own, why don't I work with people that are honest and hardworking and know what they're doing? And so that was really kind of the the main attraction to, uh, you know, starting to work with you guys.
0: Eric, I'm humbled. I feel blessed for the opportunity Sincerely, it's hard to find good people with ethics that want to do everything the right way. And I feel really good when we get to do anything together. So I look forward to you and Lily going out and getting more deals. I know that this is just the very beginning of the journey and our time together, but you guys are doing awesome things, tremendous things. This, this, this story right here, it's going to help and inspire other people too. Are there any tips that you'd give someone that's brand new to real estate investing? Like what message would you give them? I know that you've been down the the journey for a little bit here. What would you say to yourself as you're first starting to get into real estate?
1: I would say in real estate investing, you know, there, there may be obstacles and twists and turns in the road. But I think I kind of equate it to building a house. You need to have a solid foundation. If you have a solid foundation and honesty and integrity and trust and, and you know, love of God, and you're doing the right thing to get the right results, things will happen. And sometimes you may walk in and look at a property or people. If you don't feel right, don't be afraid to walk away and just tell them and be honest because there's some people we weren't able to help. Some houses that were too far gone, we couldn't save them. And we're just honest with people and told them, say, look, you know, we're not able to help you, but we may be able to give them, you know, two or three other options to help them on their journey, even though we wouldn't profit or prosper from it. It's just basically doing the right thing. and So we have knowledge and in time you'll gain more knowledge, but just start off your path and your journey doing the right thing every day. And it's like karma, it it will come back to you, you know? And that's probably my best advice. And then probably the second thing is be like a sponge. Seek out and try to learn something new every day and learn not only new knowledge, but principles you can apply in your life. And just seek to improve every day. Try to make yourself a better person and then you'll grow. You'll grow and flourish in this
0: business and in life. Eric, this is solid, solid advice, man. Appreciate that. You know this, but I just want to say it again. We appreciate you and Lily. We look forward to doing this journey with you guys. Uh, However we can help, just keep reaching out. I know we got to talk yesterday and now we got to talk again today. So, back-to-back and uh, you're a busy dude. You're a busy dude. You're juggling executive level position plus doing real estate full-time. Like, I'm impressed. My hat is off to you, my friend. (laughs) Cool. I appreciate it. And so from here, I'm going to end this broadcast. Is there anything else that you want to say to folks that are out there, some of the sellers that you might be serving in the near future? No, I I just wanted to thank you for the whole teamwork
1: approach. Your team has basically embraced us as family. And so- I thank you for, for all your patience, support, encouragement and, and nurturing, you know, not only as a friend, but as a mentor as well. So I thank you for all you, you do
0: every day and may God bless you. Eric, thank you. I appreciate that, man. You give me a little bit of a, a teary eye just talking about it. <laughs> I, 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 thank you, man. All right. Eric, Lily, thank you both. We'll talk again soon. OK. Bye, guys. Amen. See you. See you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Eric and his wife, Lily are amazing people. They love God. They love people. They're successful in their own rights because they take care of people first. And it's rare when you can find that. And when you do find it, you want to model that, man, because that is what actually we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love other people. And that's what I see the most successful real estate investors have in common. So thank you to Eric. Thank you to Lily for jumping on and teaching us today. I so appreciate that about them. Hey, here's the thing. Next time on the Social Media Blueprint Podcast, we're going to be talking about The folks out there that get into this overwhelm, okay. the folks out there that have no strategic plan and what they can do, because a lot of folks, because they have no strategic plan, they don't get consistent paychecks and they have to feed their three or four or five kids and they they don't know how to do it because they're missing the strategic plan. On the next episode, we're going to talk about how we can get a strategic plan put together for you so that you don't have to worry and struggle about how to feed your three, four, or five kids. And so stick around for the next episode. I look forward to seeing you there. Bye. Hey, cold calling? Can't stand direct mail? Wish there was a way to have sellers coming to you instead of having to chase them down? Now there is. It's called The Social Media Blueprint, and you can get it absolutely free when you go to www.socialmediablueprint.com podcast.